Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply with thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I have um, strategies to share that I have earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something else to share with you. I've put together an insightful Think Outside the Box live web class on Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. It's been specifically designed to help you learn how to turn your business into one worth selling, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. Why now? Join me and find out all the benefits that come with having a sale-ready business. Register for free at exitwithaplan.com. So I'm really excited to have my guest on today, Steve Johnson. Steve is a sales coach who believes that a simple framework and practical actions lead to sales success. Steve is the former founder and CEO and vice president, project manager, and technician with hands-on experience in SaaS, tech, IT, operations, hospitality, and construction. Steve, I got to tell you, you know so much about sales, and we, we owners and, and people that are in the business, mm-hmm. we don't like sales, most of us. We feel it's icky or awkward or you know pushy or salesmany, and there's just so many languages that or or identities that people put with sales. Why do we do that? <laughs> That's a great question, Marcia, and thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. Why do we feel awkward when we talk to um, people that we're trying to help and? Mm-hmm. And the answer, in my experience, is is that we get too focused on trying to sort of close them or sell them or do all the right things Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on understanding their problems and helping them solve their problems. And, um, And in my experience and the people that I work with and in my own experience, that was the number one thing that helped not only remove the awkwardness and take the pressure off of us as business owners, but also it helps helped me and helps my clients and the people I work with close more deals faster um, because their clients aren't feeling the pressure and they're actually getting the help. They're getting their problems solved. Yeah. You, you know, that's, that's, that's perfect because it is something we're providing service. We're helping someone. I think we all get in our own head. You mentioned the perfection and our processes and the things that we're trying to do and the next question I have to ask, or, you know, the next close or, or even worse, I'm desperate and I need this deal to happen. Right. right these right. are all, I think these are all the things that go on between our own ears mm-hmm. and not necessarily what our clients or potential clients are thinking. Mm-hmm. So, so you talk a lot about processes and the sales process and, and those kind of things. How do we get out of our own head and, and get into our clients or our potential clients' head? <laughs> well, um, that is, there are a few simple things we can do. They're simple, but they're not necessarily easy, but we can all get a little bit better at them. Good. So 
um, the most important thing, and, and I think what the most difficult thing is, is it's so hard for us to get out of thinking about what we do and what our clients need. So for example, as an attorney, if, if, if we, if I was working with an attorney or a wealth manager or somebody who is selling an accounting software package, they might talk about, well, I've, I've, I've been in the job for this long and I have this experience and I can do these things or the software can do these things. And, and we might start trying to justify why somebody works with us before we even just sort of stop to try and understand what their issues are. And there's, we're, we're missing, when we don't do that, we're missing a big opportunity. And here, here's what it is. As professionals, whatever, whatever we do, whether an attorney or we're selling software, um, our customers have a problem and they might only encounter that problem once or twice in their sure. career. So they really don't know how to diagnose and understand what's wrong and how to make the best decision for what to do. Whereas we as professionals, we probably see it every week, multiple times a week, multiple times a day. And so ironically, we're best positioned to help them make the best decision for themselves. So how do you do that and sort of take your self-interest out of it? Well, there's a, there's a neat little, you know, uh, we could probably all go for a Zen retreat or a Buddhist retreat or something to, to work on that. But, um, but what we can do is think about, you can think about yourself like a doctor. And let's say you were a doctor and a client came to you and said, well, um, hey, I've, my knee hurts. And so I want surgery. Get me a new knee, <laughs> right? What, what, what would the doctor do? They'd say, okay, well, that's interesting. Why do you think you need? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> right? Maybe some aspirin will do it. Maybe a break, right? There's, there's some other steps that we go through before you decide what, that they need a new knee. And a lot of our clients do that as well when they come to us. Um, I want to sell my company. I want to get the most money possible for it. Okay. <laughs> or what, whatever that case might be, usually what they come to us, the problem, they're, they're talking about the symptom, not what the real issue is. So if we can just take a little bit of time, focus on helping them get very clear on what the problem is, that is uh, you know, one of the big things that we can do to build trust and to, and to get them um, to, you know, it, to, to, to get them to feel comfortable with us right. and actually to open up about what they need and, and what we might be able to do to help them. I like that. Um, I was just talking to an attorney friend of mine um, mm -hmm. and we were talking about how he was hiring somebody. And um, oftentimes when they, they've been so involved in a case and they're doing these <clears throat> writings and these reports, and oftentimes they just jump right into the middle of the case and go after the problems and solve them, but they don't bring the reader or the person that they're talking to up to the stage that they are in. Mm -hmm. So they miss the beginning. So it sounds like that's a similar process when we're going in with a customer that we yeah. want to go back to the customer's beginning instead of going, oh, your knee is broken um, or hurting. Yeah, you need the surgery rather than going, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? How does this work? You know, maybe we could do that. Yep. Yep. You know, I'm, it's taken them back. I'm so glad you brought that up because again, we see this, we, we're trained in, in our areas. And so we understand the patterns, what's happening, and we can move much faster than our clients can typically mm. move with yes. a few exceptions. <laughs> And so it, it really does become around what you, what you've explained or what you've shared is that, yeah, you really, 
it, it sometimes the bigger part can be just helping your client get up to speed uh, to where right. to where you're at and what you see is right for them. And and we all have to go through that process. Um, it helps, you know. Nobody likes being told what to do at some level. But if 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 it's our idea, if we come up with it, then oh boy, you know, it's the best idea ever. And, of uh, <laughs> and so part of that process is just is asking them the right questions about the problems so that they can just, you know, have the time and the space to get caught up and understand what's. Love that. Love that. All right. So we, we talk often about processes, Mm -hmm. um, the sales process. Um, Take us through um, your methodology, high level of what your sales process or what we should consider to have in our own sales processes. Great. So, um, in my, uh, my framework that I've developed around this is that sales happens when three things come together. You've Ooh, got somebody's okay. attention. Um, the value of what you're offering is greater than the cost of what it is. And they trust you. Okay. The trust is greater than the risk of doing something with you. So, and that could be overall to get someone's, let's say to get someone's attention. So you can talk to them in the first place to get a cold, have them respond to a cold call or a cold email, or it could be one, you know, call one, one step in a multi-step sales process that might last weeks or months or even years. You always have to have their attention. They have to feel like their time with you is valuable and that they're not uh, on the hook unnecessarily for making their decision. Um, so, how, so how does that boil down? What, what does that mean? Well, okay, you need to be talking to the right person, the right message yes. at the right time. Okay. And um, again, simple, but not necessarily easy. And I was we... just going to say, you know, that's easier <laughs> said than done having the yep. right person at the right time with the right message, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 Um, so, yeah. So look, the right person is the person who is going to be your advocate and knows how to, knows how to get things done in the organization. And they know how to create a budget to pay for what you're going to do. Mm. And this could be, this could be um, one solopreneur that you're working with and they're going to do the evaluation and approve the budget and implement what you, what you're sharing with them. This could be committees of people who mm. share all of these things, but, but those three things have to happen um, in order for, you know, they've got to gather the information, they have to make a decision, then they have to go help you implement it, right? Like right. all those things have to happen. Um, so yeah, so so getting to the right person is key. And we can unpack that that a little bit if if you'd like, but but those are that's the key on that. The right message is really um fairly straightforward. I like to think about it in terms of what are the top three to five things that our executive, let's say that we're selling to, has on their mind that they have to accomplish for the business. Mm. And what what are those problems that need to be solved? Because nobody hires us um, because they like us. Well, sometimes, but really the reason they talk to us is because they have a problem that they need to go away. And and that's why they they buy from us. So um, so what are their top three to five issues? And I was going to say, how do we, um, let's unpack that one a okay, little bit, great. because we all know who that ideal person is, or we believe we know who that mm-hmm. ideal person is. And oftentimes we think we know what their problems are, 
But are there any any strategies we want to take and put in place to figure out exactly what it is? You know what their problem is. I yes. mean, so we have there, to go in with some. We have to come in prepared, right? We can't come in off the off the cuff. Absolutely. So there's a process to do that, and there's a quick and dirty way. Yeah. And then there's a more involved way, and the more involved way go, involves going and interviewing your customers about why they mm-hmm. work with you, why they keep working with you, and what they find most valuable. Um. The way to sort of reverse engineer that uh, on the back of a napkin, even in a couple of minutes, is to just look at the deals that you've had in the past and figure out which ones were, you know, were went through the sales process the quickest mm-hmm. and were the easiest to serve, okay, and are the most profitable. Okay. And if you go back and look at those, uh, I've always found that you can find some commonalities between them. Mm-hmm. So for example, I did this process with a company that had some marketing tech, that was a marketing technology company. Okay. And what we determined and sales were down. And what we determined was that the majority of their sales that happened quickly and were most profitable went to were to fortune 500 companies where a director of marketing for a division was new in their job within 90 days. And we had all kinds of other, you know, small companies and, and people who'd been there a long time and all, you know, there were four or five different profiles that we're selling to, but those were the ones that would close quickly and they had the most luck with. And so we found those commonalities. And what we realized is that, again, back to those top three to five problems, typically this chief marketing officer, director of marketing was hired because there was a problem that the last person who held the position couldn't fix. So they had... And they just inherited it. (laughs) They just, right. And they got hired to fix it. So they got budget. They've, they've got a mandate and they've got their first 90 days to make a difference. Mm. And so we went, so it's high priority. Absolutely. And so it's one of those top three to five issues that they have that they need to solve. Yeah. And so, and, and the rest of the story is we built a two week sprint around that with about eight to 10 touch points, speaking to their top, what we thought their top three to five issues might be. And this company, uh, you know, six, seven salespeople were able to bring in an extra half million dollars of business, which was material for this company, just by identifying our customers' top three to five problems and focusing on some messages around that. Yeah, Love it. And then obviously right time, right time is important, you know? You, you, you got to understand who's who's in the market, who's feeling the pain um, importantly. All right. So this is this is, I think, a, a, a great piece that we all need to focus on. And it is rather simple. It could be lengthy and drawn out, but it is mm-hmm. rather simple that you can do it on the back of a napkin, cocktail napkin, per se, and, and say, what are those top problems? Where are they? Who are my past clients I've used? And then what? how can we get in there and get in front of them with a two-week process, right? Mm-hmm. Having a system and process in place. Love it. So let's transition here a little bit because I okay. want to talk about this area because we've spoken several times about this. So one of the challenges small or micro businesses have as they're growing is getting the right people in that sales role and building a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the what are some of the things that today's business owners want to look at and maybe avoid so they can build a strong team? Okay. So what are some of the things they can look at and avoid? So first off, I want to say um, I have a lot of empathy for bootstrapped business owners that want to grow sales beyond themselves because that's probably one of the hardest 
problems that I've run into in my business career. And the reason is, is because salespeople, the really good salespeople and sales managers, they want to go work where they can make the most money. And if you're just getting started and you don't have, say, venture funding or a deep pocket to be able to, to help them make the income they're used to, that's a very real um, issue that is very difficult to overcome. So how do you overcome that? Okay. Well, um, and, and there's a lot of issues here, but that particular one, how do you hire that great first couple of salespeople is there's some homework that you have to do around who the right people are. This process we just talked about the right Mm -hmm. people, the right messages, the right times that you can give them very clear goals about who to go after and what to say and what to do. And so one of the places that business owners get uh, get in trouble is they expect to just hire someone and have them come in and, and know all that. Yep, there you go. We have no we have no idea. So we expect that you're coming in and you're going to have that idea for us, right? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Wrong. Exactly. And and the results follow, right? And they get burned and then right. they're gun shy to, to bring someone else in. Mm. Um, but figure out what those t- what those three things are. What your what your key customers, ideal customers are concerned about. Make sure the market's big enough, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you're a smaller business, maybe your geographic area is limited. So you got to make sure that there's enough there for a salesperson to go out and work. And then find a salesperson who this is going to be a stretch role for. And it could be somebody that you already know or works for you, or you go out and hire someone. And you want to hire somebody that's going to be running, that has a good chance of running their own business 10 years from now. Ooh, okay. Okay. And think about trying to get their, um, a good two to four years out of them and think of yourself as a stepping stone for them to go on for them to build their success story. There are a lot of overlooked underappreciated people in, in our industries that don't maybe that maybe fall below the, the typical screen when people are looking for salespeople and, and a lot of the, the things that make us successful as business owners and operators and solopreneurs are the same things you need to be a good salesperson and, and develop business and create revenue, which is you need to be accountable, you need to have integrity, and you need to have a good work ethic and be able to figure, figure your way through problems and keep mm. persisting, right? And so that kind of person... Um, you know, you can, you can hire somebody like that and they can help you along the way. Um, if, you know, and I think that's an important thing. You're asking for help, right? Mm -hmm. We know, I mean, I've said it at least a dozen times on this show and I say it regularly on, on my content that I put out there that you can't be in business alone and expect to succeed, you know, greatly succeed more than just trading your time for money. So you're asking for someone to help you bring in customers. That's mm-hmm. taking a piece off of you as the business owner and putting that on to someone to go out and get it for you. Mm-hmm. They may not be the deal closer. They may not be, you know, I mean, there's multiple sections in that line, but you're asking for help, but you have to guide them, right? Right. You have to yeah. give them that direction. You have to know where the company's going and everything you're doing. So you can guide that person to go out and repeat the process that you are asking them to do. Mm -hmm. And I love it that they have to have all these characteristics, but I think it starts with the owner though. 
It does. It really does start with the owner. And, you know, and you bring up a really good point too, is that you don't have to hire somebody to come in and do it all. Like the owner knows they've, they've got a process that works. And usually it's a, it's a common, it's a word of mouth and professional reputation, especially for smaller bootstrapped, you know, closely held companies and, and to get out of the um, out of the word of mouth to grow beyond the limits of word of mouth, you do really have to bring bring people in and start to let them show their initiative right. and bring their ideas and help you. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. And okay, so one of the bottlenecks that that we mm-hmm. just brought up was the owner of the company. So I know in a lot of the professional service firms that I work with they are still in there and the day-to-day activities and they Mm -hmm. still are part of everything trying to, to, to be the company. Mm -hmm. How do we get them to step back a little bit and, (laughs) and think how they can be the leader of the company and hire their first salesperson or first couple salespeople? Yeah. Well, um, the first thing is the owner and the people that the, that are around the owner, the, you know, whoever's playing those executive role or acting those executive roles in the company needs, some owners have a hard time letting go of this. And so, so however, whatever path you get there, you have to go through to be courageously honest with yourself about what you want your role to be and how you as the owner are holding the company back mm-hmm. is, is the biggest blocker that that I run into someone an owner who just isn't ready they they want to the sales to grow and they want to bring people in but they're not ready so they and and to figure out how they get ready is they just have to they just have to come clean with themselves about what it would take so yeah assuming we, you know we we that's probably beyond the scope of what we're talking about today uh different <laughs> but it is a show. big challenge it's probably a whole different yep. podcast uh, right. <laughs> uh point so, on it but yes Okay, but but then assuming that, right, then if the owner understands and knows under what conditions they're comfortable bringing this person in and how it's going to work, obviously you're not going to bring someone and say, hey, you're responsible for all revenues now, go, right? There's a, there's a transition, there's a training, there's going to be some of that. So, so, um, so what's key though is that they have to really understand what drives sales. We talked about mm-hmm. that, right? Message to the right person at the right time. Okay. And, um, and yet, you know, do you have that together? Yes or no? Okay, great. When you have that together, then you know, the kind of person or people you want to hire and bring in who can deliver that message. Mm. And that's a step that often gets skipped, both Mm. of those steps. And it's very difficult. The, The probability of success goes down if you don't understand right person, right message, right time, and then the right people to deliver that message. And so, yeah, so just focus on those two things, get those, you know, get those two sorted out. And then you, you go and you either hire someone or you promote someone from inside and you give it a shot and, and hold on and you hold them accountable over a reasonable period of time. Yes. I think setting those expectations for them, first of all, finding the right person and having the Mm -hmm. right um, process set up when you bring that person on. But then setting those clear expectations, like you said, give them, give them some time to work it out and, and, and achieve those goals. And so one of the challenges that business owners have is, oh my gosh, do I, do I have enough in the, in the funds 
to pay a salary for, for mm-hmm. this kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, is it me or is it, it is really common to have a salesperson be revenue uh, generated, uh, commissioned, right? To mm-hmm. be, to be paid for performance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but then to give them a little something, something to get them time to ramp up. But it is usually performance paid. So they are, in fact, paying their own salary if you do this right. Correct? Correct. Um, there is a time. So depending on what the sales cycle is, mm-hmm. it takes salespeople a couple of sales cycles to get up to speed and get their pipeline filled. That mm-hmm. just that just Good takes point. time, right? It could take six to nine months, depending on sales cycle and, and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're right. Uh, typically, compensation for the kind of roles we're talking about might be 50% salary and then 50% performance-based. Mm-hmm. And if someone is not progressing, again, one of the, maybe the second most common mistake I see is giving someone waiting too long when it's <laughs> to, not going to work To pull out. the hook. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yep. Got it. Okay. So I love it. And and that's one of the scary things for, for us micro and bootstrapped. And I love how you use that word bootstrap businesses or, or those that are growing and expanding. And, you know, maybe the funds are a little tight because they're putting everything back into the company, but to realize that this person that you're engaging and, and bringing on and, and developing, they're going to bring you money. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring you clients. They're going yes. to expand the business. And I think that this is probably one of the earlier hires mm-hmm. that you should have on your bucket list. I, I talk about a, 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 a chart in your business of you know people and who you have and roles that you need to have in there. And instead of hiring a VP of sales, you hire the salesperson, right? Um, but it is an early piece that, that really escalates and speeds up your growth ability. So mm-hmm. it is a truly important hire. Mm-hmm. So, so where does one, I mean, you talk about the sales teams and, and how long does it take to get somebody ramped up and, and have the processes and getting them thinking with the message? I mean, it can be done relatively quickly, right? It can. It, it, it definitely can. The key is finding it is finding the, the, the right people and getting them hired. And I'm sure the people listening to this, you know, are now going, okay, great. No, no kidding. Right. How, how, how do we go do that? Um, again, the more that you can offer someone an opportunity for a stretch role and think mm-hmm. about the qualities that make someone a good entrepreneur, a good business owner, and this is the next step in their career. Um, you can you can get them for a, a reasonable valuable you know a re- reasonable value typically, and their performance in my experience with their performance is is that it's pretty good. Yeah, really interesting. Okay, so one of my um, friends is a uh, an HR uh, specialist, and she's um, she coaches companies on on their hiring things. She. She always says that you have to hire for the skills that they're currently in and not do those stretch hires. Mm -hmm. Is this the kind of role that is comfortable to get somebody in to hire at a stretch? And a stretch means that they're not ready yet, but they will be with a little bit of training. Is that um, 
I don't know. I'm a little leery. Um, but then on the other side, do I have the money? Do I have a couple hundred thousand to pay a real, you know, real salesperson while they're building their pipeline? Right. No. Right. What uh, I, I believe the, the great poet Mick Jagger said, you can't get what you not what you want, but you can get what you need. Something like that. Right. Love it. Um, love it. Okay. So uh, I would agree with your, with your HR friends. And, and I think we're, and maybe I didn't make, maybe I wasn't clear about this or as clear as I could have been. You're hiring for these fundamental qualities mm-hmm. of work, you know, work ethic, um, somebody that's customer focused, they know how to solve problems, persistent, like, persistent. Okay, these are all things like, again, these are all traits that a good business owner is going to have. Mm-hmm. And whether it's nature or nurture, you know, or some of each, right? Like these are things that people show up with. And mm. that you know that they're going somewhere in their life, given the right opportunity. So think about it. And this is what I try help I try and get people to think about is you're creating an opportunity for somebody to mm-hmm. step into this role and show you what, you know, what they can do. And, um, and so they do have those skills. It's just the skills aren't mature yet, maybe. And so, Got it. so something like this also going to be, they're going to be curious. They're going to be a self-starter. They're going to want to learn. They're going to be reading the books. They're going to be doing, and there'll be ways that they demonstrate that, that they're excitement. serious. Excitement, but also that they're serious about being successful at this. Love yes. it. Love it. All yeah. right. So, so you gave us a wealth of information today. You gave us some ideas on the processes, the the, the sales roles that we have, the hiring. We talked about the owner getting them, you know, set up mindset to hire somebody mm-hmm. and the importance of having a sales team. And the fact that if you don't have people helping you sell, you're going to be trapped at the small size forever. Yes. Right? Right. I mean, the owner right. can't carry the load of being the salesperson, the leader, the HR, the the, mm-hmm. pay, the 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 financier and and everything else there's there's just not enough time in the day for the company to grow so this is an early hire for any small business um, and I love the tips that you shared about having those qualities the right person and the right time and importantly the right characteristics for the person that you're bringing in so all right. right. Steve, where can listeners find out more about you and Scaling Sales? Fantastic. Well, you can find me in a couple different places on the web. If you want to go to my website, it's scalingsales.com. I have a blog that has gone a little inactive, but we're we're getting it spun back up, stevejohnson.blog. You can find you know, scaling sales from there or vice versa. Uh, finally, um, I am LinkedIn like we all are. And it's uh, whatever the, the LinkedIn URL is and then the slash Stephen Charles Johnson. So you'll find me Love there it. as well. Love yep. it. Thank you so much. I know this has been valuable. And listeners, I know that this is a super, super important phase to take your business to yep. the next level is to hire people to help you bring in business and um, these roles. Yeah, go ahead. One more thing. I've, I almost forgot. I have yeah. a download on my website at scalingsales.com called awesome. six keys to build a high performance sales team. And a lot of what we spoke about today is there. Um, I do have a monthly newsletter that you'll be signed up for when you, when you download it. And um, so you can hear more, more about me there. But it has, it lays out, and it's a short document, about 12 pages, and it just lays out the six keys 
um, that every company needs, whether you're a solopreneur or your Fortune 500 that you need to have in place, whether you realize it or not, to grow love sales. It. Love it, love it. And and if you're not selling, you're dead. You're not in business. <laughs> You've got to be selling. So yep. this is an important, important, important piece in your business. So go pick up that um, download, listeners. The, uh, the link will be in the podcast notes so you can get it there as well. So... Gosh, guys, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will help you be more profitable and scale. sales is top line revenue, and it's a perfect way to get that profitability up and going. All right. Now, more than ever, it's important to build your business like you want to sell it. Don't forget to register for my new web class on how to turn your business into one worth selling, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. Why? There's tons of benefits that, uh, to having a sale-worthy business. It'll be on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Go register for free at exitwithaplan.com. You don't want to miss this class. And as always, Steve and I would love to hear your questions or your comments on sales, sales challenges, things that you've got going on. Maybe you just something's burning on your mind and you just want to ask Steve. Go ahead and hit us up in the comments and um, Steve and I will follow them and respond back appropriately. And hey, don't forget to subscribe so you can get more information on future podcasts. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you. Bye.